Thank you for tuning in to Cognitively Speaking. This is the podcast dedicated to caregivers that are providing care to persons with dementia, Parkinson's, or any cognitive impairment. My name is Lily Williams. I am the founder of Aging in Place Care Alliance. I am also a true caregiver that has provided care to persons with dementia for over 22 years. I will be your host for this evening's podcast episode. Let's go for a journey. No matter the race, generational values, or the culture, caring is a job. Being a caregiver is a job, whether you're paid or unpaid. It's a job that takes sacrifice, that takes compassion, and it takes a commitment. As a caregiver, I know from experience that caregiving can take an emotional and or a physical toll on a person. Some caregivers look after their elderly parents. Some look after relatives that are not their parents, such as aunts or uncles. Some even take on caring for friends, neighbors, or even ex-spouses. For many of us, the work involved with being a caregiver never, ever stops. The typical caregiver of today is most likely to be a woman, age 50 or older, mostly of African American or Latino race. Caregivers in the black and brown communities have the highest number of caregivers due to their cultural traditions and generational values. Due to other family responsibilities, many of these caregivers, that are all, they also work outside of the home to try to alleviate some of the financial burdens, but they still find it hard to maintain. They find themselves struggling just to keep their loved one home and in their care. Caregivers of the Caucasian race also have generational values when it comes to providing care to a loved one that is still living at home and in their care. However, they have significantly greater odds of choosing informally shared caregiving over being the sole caregiver, which means they will share the responsibility amongst family members or they will pay to have another caregiver come into the home to provide care or they will utilize community resources such as an adult daycare um, to alleviate some of the burden or the caregiving responsibilities, which is different from the black and brown or African American or Latino caregivers. They are more reluctant and will not utilize those community resources or they may not even be aware that these resources are available to them. Overall, we are a society that upholds good care and respect for the elderly. So in a recent caregiving situation that I was placed in, I I had to care for a young lady that she's young, she's in her 80s. She lived, she was born and raised in Peru and she's here. She's been here in the United States. She told me 30 years. 
She said she was married to her husband for 28 years and that he left her for a younger woman, left her with four daughters to raise. And so she just got into discussing her life story. And she she called me to her room. She needed some assistance with some things. And so we just got to chatting. And that's when she told me that. And she told me about being born in Peru. And she asked me what was my name. And I told her my name. And she says, oh my goodness, my nanny's name was Lily. And I'm like, okay, she has onset dementia. Maybe <laughs> let's see where this is going. And, but she knew, she, she knew, she remembers all of her childhood and growing up in Peru and her nanny. She says she'll never forget her nanny, Lily, because the lady pretty much raised her. She says her mom and dad owned a construction company in Peru. They were a very well-off family and they were always traveling for work and so the nanny provided the care. Now, this lady does not look like a lady that's in her 80s. She has beautiful hair, beautiful skin. Her accent is so beautiful. So she's telling me about her, her past when she was a young child and her nanny named Lily raising her. And she, she, she squares both of my cheeks. She grabbed my face before I could even get out of the way. And she just squares them and she was like, I can't believe... I have a lily again. So we just got to discussing that. And she told me how the nanny raised her and how she had such a wonderful life in Peru. And she met a man and and he was from the United States. And she came to the United States to be with him. And how after giving him four kids, how he... He left her for a younger woman, but he later struggled with dementia and he became, uh, he got the latest stage of dysphagia. He couldn't swallow or he had a very hard time with swallowing. So in his later days, though, for whatever reason, the younger wife did not stick by his side to care for him. The patient that I am talking about ended up caring for her husband towards his later end years. So her ex-spouse, she ended up providing cares for him towards the end because of his dementia, declining health, and the dysphagia. And if you don't know what dysphagia is, it's it's when people get to the point where they have trouble swallowing and they can aspirate even on just just saliva on on their own spit or water uh they can choke so she cared for this this her ex-husband up until the day he died she made a vow to her four daughters to do so this young lady that I, i'm caring for she's not i'm being i'm caring for her because she's receiving a little bit of rehabilitation it's for a fall she's she has onset dementia but she's still able to care for herself and do things for herself so in our conversation we're discussing that and how she cared for her ex-spouse in his final days and so I I 
I asked her, well, who cares for you now? She was like, I live on my own up until I had this tumble. But she says, now my daughters are all worried about who's going to stop doing what and care for me. And I don't want to be a burden on any of them. I told them to put me into an assisted living facility, to put me into a nursing home. I don't want them to have to stop their life or interrupt their life just to provide care for me. And it's funny how some patients or some people with dementia, they feel like they're being a burden on their family. Some have that the ability to to feel or sense that, that that's what they are to someone. And so they, like her in the early onset, she doesn't want to be a problem because she feels that her her condition will get worse and she just does not want to be a burden on her children. She says that her children watch their father suffer and she did everything she could for him, but he really suffered in his later years. And so she got into the talk of he was being uh, punished for the things that he did to her. Um, And then she goes on to tell me that she's an atheist and and she didn't really believe in a God, but she felt that he was her ex-husband was being punished for the things that he did to her. So when when she told me she was atheist, I kind of my my eyes bucked up and I'm like, okay, Um, I just don't understand that part. But again, I'm a caregiver and you can't worry about the things that you can't control. Um, This woman is beautiful. She's been blessed. She had a beautiful life, uh, childhood, and she still has a beautiful life to be in her 80s and still actively going strong. She just took a tumble and needed a little bit of therapy. But uh, I just wanted to discuss that just because I think it's it's the, I think it's important for caregivers to know that the people that you're caring for, they do feel like at times that they are being a burden and they get a little frustrated as well and they don't want to be a burden. A lot of them will tell you, I'd rather live in an assisted living facility than to be a burden on someone. And as a family caregiver or caring for someone a neighbor or ex-spouse, we need to consider that. Um, We don't want them to feel like they're being a burden to us. We want to make them feel comfortable. We want them to, to feel like it's just a natural thing. It's just part of what we're here to do. We're here to provide care, care for one another and love one another. I think that's what we're all here to do. And somehow uh, we get it a little bit confused or we we're so busy in the hustle and bustle of life that we just forget. But that's what we're here to do is care for one another. That's been my 15 minutes. That's been my story. And I hope all of the caregivers are able that are listening that are are able to take something away from today's segment of being a caregiver, paid or unpaid Caring is a job. It's our job. Have a great evening.